guys, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Five Minute Major Radio. Dave here, along with my two broadcast partners in crime. I got Matt, Matt and Jake. How's it going, boys? The gang's all back on the mics, like blocking Mastro. Sorry, I'm ugly. Um, <laughs> sorry for the delay in episodes. We we missed an episode for you guys last week, but you know we're back this week, obviously, and we we got a lot to catch up on. Um, playoff action, some new Flyers head coaches. Um, so yeah, let's just hop right into it, guys. Um, I guess, let's talk about the Flyers. Obviously, we are a Flyers theme podcast. Um, Chuck Fletcher and Aline Vigneault went ahead and added a re- not only did they hire new coaches, they did a restructuring of the coaching staff. Um, they brought on uh, Michelle Terrian. Uh, they brought on Mike Yo. And they let go of Chris Knobloch and um, Rick Wilson. And Rick Wilson, and then they moved Ian Lapierre around somehow. Lapierre, Lapierre, Lapierre. They always say Lapierre. Lapierre, I'm sorry, sorry. It's French Canadian. Lapierre. It's somehow Lappy. Lappy, regardless, is keeping his job, even though it's been proven he has been bad at it. Um, but anyway, uh, so. Michelle Terrian will be handling the power play in the forwards. Mike Yo will be handling the defense and the penalty kill. And Lappy will be the eye in the sky in the press box and pre-scouting. So, boys, your guys' thoughts on the hirings and the restructuring of the coaching staff. Yeah, Lappy's... Uh, Made to speak up there, buddy. Lappy definitely got the promotion that's not the promotion. <laughs> it's a typical Flyers, like, oh, we're just going to bump you up, Ian. You so, know, it's, uh, it's a promotion, you know, we're moving up in the club, you know? It's like you know, but are you really? So he's up there, he's in scouting. I, I'm, you know, and I think maybe like Leperrier, he might have an eye. You know, he like he could be out there. He could be a, a great scout for the Flyers or a good talent scout. You know what I mean? You know, depending on how he fills the role or how he like kind of just adjusts into it, you never know. But I mean, ultimately, you know, one could call it a promotion, but not particularly. It's more of like a uh, diplomatic bench removal. With that being said, we get the additions of Terrian and Yo. As Dave said, Yo will be in charge of the defense, as will Terrian be special teams. Terrian is power play and forwards. Yo is penalty kill and defense. Okay, I see. Very interesting. So ultimately, the big thing that sticks out for me, at least, is that there's three former head coaches on the bench for the Flyers next year. As far as that, that's our coaching core. So, I mean, which sounds great. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, all of that had success in, you know, their 10 years in the league. But also, you know, digging a little deeper, you know, you have to focus on, like, you know, their most recent exits and why, why didn't it work out with their previous clubs or what have you. And, like, you know, the pros and cons of each hiring. I was kind of – I mean, Terry Ann, I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, wow, like, Michelle Terry Ann took a, like, an assistant coaching job. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I never, like – I never, like, I never thought, like, Michelle Terrian would be, like, anything less than a head coach. Yeah. You know, right? That just, like, that just kind of seemed like his, uh, his wheelhouse, per se. And, you know, Mike Yo, I mean, I think Mike Yo maybe had, like, a good start in Minnesota, getting the promotion from, like, was it Houston? They still had the Houston Arrows at the mm-hmm. time before they had made the, uh, the move to Iowa, to become the Iowa Wild. But, you know, he, he got the promotion. He had, a, like, a relatively, like, successful tenure at first. But in, towards the end, it just seemed to be like there was just, like, you know, a disconnect. And he, I don't want to say he got chased out of there, but definitely, like, was not, like, a, a somber. It just wasn't just, working. It wasn't a somber dismissal, yeah. you know. And, and, and then he went to St. Louis. He went to St. Louis, and that was just not well at all. 
I would say for him. It went all right the first couple of years, and then last year just kind of fell apart. It just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. He, it just seems like, he, I feel like Mike Yo is a, is a guy who has potential, and, and can, can woo behind the bench as a coach or on a coaching staff. Maybe this is it. Maybe Yo is not a head coach. Maybe Yo is more of like an assistant role, or maybe he's like there to focus more on like special teams or defense or what have you. This could be like where he acclimates to the NHL. We don't know. But, I mean, we'll see his influence and Terry Ann's influence over the course of time next season. But, you know, I mean, there's some also there's some other concerns there. Like, you know, we discussed here previously, boys, like Terry Ann kind of has like a reputation to be you know, a hard ass. Yeah, he, he's, you know, he's a drill sergeant. He is a player, like, I don't know what to call he's not. He's not exactly a player's coach. Yeah, he's not a player's yeah. coach, yeah. And, I mean, it's one thing to be hard on your players, but from, like, what I've heard, I guess, from, like, other outlets is that he can be, like, kind of, I guess, for lack of better terms, he steps over the line and, like, well, maybe, I don't know if he's made it personal, but it's, like, it seems like he maybe isn't always received in the correct way that he's trying to convey. So the show Tarion, you gotta. I mean, I feel like he's a coach where you gotta have thick skin. If like, cause like he'll probably if he like rips you for something, then like he might not put it the way another coach would. I mean, obviously every coach is gonna tell you something in a different sense or a different way, but it's like Tarion kind of, kind of like worries me in the fact that like he's gonna kind of impede on on like the confidence of maybe some of the younger guys on the flyers if he's too hard on them but i mean well so the flyers are taking a risk here by having three pretty much three head coaches they have a three-headed pretty much a three-headed monster right now on the bench the way the way i look at it is that um alivio has always liked having experience on his coaching staff yeah he's always usually had one assistant coach who used to be a head coach with him as well uh, like he had Lindy Ruff when he was the coach of the Rangers. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's different. You know, for once, you know, the, this fan base has been asking for, 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 for the longest time, outside influences. And for the first time in a long time, we have a GM with no previous flyer connections. And now we have three of four coaches on the coaching staff, the three main ones. Being Elivin Yo, Mike Yo, and Michelle Terrian, all with no previous Flyers connections. And can even they have connections to our rivals. Yeah. Vigneault being the Rangers, then Yo and Terrian being the Pittsburgh Penguins. So this is a this is as this is as outside as you can get as a fan base. And while you know Terrian and Yo might not be players players coaches per se, um, as an assistant coach. Does really have that reputation to be hard like that? Who? Mike yes, he does. I, mean, um, I know that one video came out like like right before he got canned in Minnesota, where he was just like ripping the guys. I mean, he's he's, he's he, like, you sucked. Remember that? He's he's not he's not exactly like Michelle Terrian he quality. Wasn't angry, he was disappointed. It's, yeah. it's it's not he's not <laughs> Michelle Terrian level where you know where Terrian disrespected like PK Subban and Danny Briere, preparing to where Terrian told Danny Briere. That no one respects you and you're a little shit when he was in Montreal. I'm pretty sure Terry also said that Mark Andre Fleury was the worst number one pick ever. I mean, which and we all know how he is now. Like, yeah, but um, you know, the point I'm trying to make is here is as assistant coaches, you can't really be a hard ass 
because the players know, like, okay, you're not the top dog. If you're you're gonna be a little asshole to me, I'm just gonna zone you out and not listen to you. Well, I, I mean, think that I think um, that also comes down to like Vigneault, I guess, keeping keeping them both on a short leash when it comes to that kind of stuff. But yeah. like, if they do anything like that, then like Vigneault is gonna like call like pretty much call them on their BS and be, be like, like, you, Yo, you like, can't do that. You can't like you only have X amount of power in this situation. Like everything everything goes through me, kind of. So it's like. I, I like, and my whole thing too is that like, I, I like it. I mean, it's good that they have their they legit have their staff for next season, and there's still hockey being played. Granted, the Flyers aren't in it. Uh, tear down my face meme or something like that. I don't know. Crying <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, crying Jordan meme. There we go. Um, but it's like, it's good that they basically have the entire off season at least for the NHL, and they've had since what like early April to, like, obviously get their act together. They have a coaching staff. Maybe they'll make a couple changes on the roster come free agency and through the draft with draft picks, all that stuff. But right now it's good because these three guys will have, what, what is it, May and September, I guess. I'm not good at math. What's September? Nine? So they have, like, four or five months to uh, get everything in. So, um, but – yeah, they have a lot of time to kind of get their get their plans together, get some systems going. I mean, once the players come back in a training camp, it's exciting. I mean, I was talking to my friends the other day, and I was like, dude, like, I just want there to be Flyers hockey because, like, we we were both saying how, like, we got to a point where it was like they got eliminated, and you were like, man, I don't even really care anymore. But then, like, you watch the last couple games, and then they're done. There's no more hockey, and you're just like – like I want it back already and like this is the kind of stuff that makes you want it to be September October again because it's like you want to see how this all unfolds and I've said this before but I'm a results guy so we can talk about um everyone's resume like what they did with every team what they did with players like blah 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 all that stuff but like I'm excited to see what this coaching staff can do to the players that they have and maybe that we will have in the next couple months. Another thing I liked about this hiring too is that it came out today through the beat writers. Um, a couple of big ones that I follow like Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic uh, but he pointed out that these hirings were made together by Chuck Fletcher and Elite Video. They did it as a team. This didn't, as it should have been. None of these hirings came down from like Chuck Fletcher or Comcast like it was in the past saying these are your coaches. Like this is this is your staff. Like Collectively, as a team, the head coach and the general manager decided on who was going to complete their staff out, which is something I feel the Flyers haven't given the head coach the opportunity to do in years. Yeah. And I just, you know, overall, I was at first skeptical about this move again. Like, I'm a big results guy like you are, man. I'm sure, Jake, you're the same way. Uh, yeah, I think we're all like a panel of results guys here. We have to see. Back that I'm a visual learner. Yes. <laughs> we have to see how this goes along. But yeah. right now, so far, so good. I'm, I'm giving Chuck Fletcher and Elie Vigneault an A on their offseason. Like, they've made all the necessary right steps. They've done the right things. They give me, not always a Flyers fan, but a season ticket holder, a little bit of confidence going forward in next season that, hey, you know what? They're trying to right the wrongs of the past, and they're going in with an even keel here and a new foot. And there's gonna you're, you're going to see progress made. Now, that being said, we've already we, – you guys have any more to add on the coaches? Because I've already heard I mean, one I – mean, I've already heard one trade rumor. I just want to say one more thing. I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely shaking things up. Like, they're definitely taking a different path than the Flyers have ever taken before. And I think regardless of the result – I mean, in, in the long term, that's a good thing. 
you know, like we're, we're getting, like I said, like I keep, you know, we keep reiterating that idea of like a fresh, a fresh staff, like a fresh coaching staff, a fresh, you know, organ, like front office, organizational staff, whatever have you, like so on and so forth. So I think it's a good start or I think it's intriguing. And like things that are intriguing are always better than things that are just get some people going. Just shite. <laughs> I mean, when it goes down to Tarion, ultimately, I think like Tarion's another coach, like similarly to another coach in this league, like maybe like a John Tortorello, he has, has that passionate streak where he kind of like, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Like, you know, like you're someone like passionate about the game like that. And you have like sort of like a very like sort of headstrong approach like that. It could be perceived like maybe incorrectly or like misunderstood at times. I mean, Tortorello himself has, you know, caught flack for being abusive towards the players and what have you. So, I mean, that's just that. I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it pans out. I mean, ultimately, other than what was discussed here, I think we pretty much hit all the markers on the head. Maybe maybe it should be interesting to see because all coaches are head coach-minded, how the division of responsibility and power gets transferred on the bench. I want to see maybe Terry Ann and Yo be able to sit back and take that position as assistants and work on oh, their specialized. Touch on that point real quick, Jake. Um, Yo and Terry have both been assistants before. Right. Yo was an assistant... Uh, eventually, he was head coach of the Wilkes-Barre Tram Penguins, just like Tarion was. And then Yo was actually an assistant coach on Dan Ballas and the coaching staff when the Penguins won their first cup. So he's the one coach that has a Stanley Cup pedigree experience as an assistant coach already. Boo. And t- I mean, boo, Penguins, boo, <laughs> Pittsburgh. But, you know, that's where he's coming from. That's where he won his Stanley Cup as, as an assistant coach. So he's back in that role. And then Terry, you know, he, I mean, he's done it before. All head coaches at one point had to get their start somewhere and were assistant coaches eventually, unless they're, like, amazing at their job and are head coaches everywhere. It's all what if, really. That's just, just thoughts that cross my mind, at least. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say that I'm concerned or I'm not, like, crippled with fear about it. it just, we'll see. I mean, so, yeah, I think, I think the best, the best thing that you can use to describe this, this coaching staff right now is, uh, is cautiously optimistic because, I mean, it's, I think bottom line, I think they did the right thing with Laffy because, I mean, he's probably loved by the players. I mean, he seems like, I think, I forget, I saw somewhere on Twitter where someone was like, like one of the beats was like, the players love him. He's such a hard worker, but it's like his coaching just wasn't obviously translating well to the ice because the guy's legacy through the mud. I'm not. You want to do him a favor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, 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 I'm not saying you personally. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The organization. I think that's what the flight. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just like, no, yeah, like yeah. I feel like, I just want to, like, I feel like that helps. Like, you know, I feel like, like the, the they, Flyers do they, that. They're giving him, know? they're giving him more of, I guess, a limited role to put it, like, in layman's terms. But, like, the Flyers, the Flyers penalty kill was only, was good for, like, his first season. And then every season since then was, like, bottom tier of the league like this past season the penalty kill is 27th i think so like that's bottom what five six teams in the league like yeah i mean yeah. you gotta you obviously you can't like you can't all means on a hunt yeah like so i mean obviously like a blind squirrel is gonna find a nut every once in a while and the flyers like had their maybe like the last like i don't know month or so of the, of the season like the penalty kill was actually good but it was like it has to be like that all year like we can't just be like uh, we're at the playoffs, like, hey, boys, like, start, like, revving it up out there the PK. And they're like, all right, coach. And then it's like, where was this? Like, I mean, again, the Flyers, I think the Flyers hurt the fan base, at least confidence-wise, so bad this past season is that you have to take everything they do with a grain of salt right now until you actually see this out on the ice. And so 
cautious optimism is the lesson of the day, a la Sesame Street. Agreed. So, but that's all. Yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. So, if you want to go to the rumor mill, now's the time. He'll go to the rumor mill. So this, <laughs> I haven't heard anything. This is the one rumor mill I've seen. There have been rumblings about the Philadelphia Flyers. Unconfirmed. Obviously. Unconfirmed rumblings. Only only on the Twitterverse. Okay. Um, I haven't really seen any of the big beats pick up on it yet, but some kind of have mentioned it. But it's more so been amongst Philadelphia Flyer and the Nashville Predator fan bases, I guess, per se. Uh, um, there's been a rumor that P.K. Subban is on the training block with National Predators because he has a nice, he's a decent contract, and they're, and they're kind of getting in contract hell. And apparently the Flyers are looking, it's been rumored, rumored, that a Jake Voracek for a pecan sub for a pecan suban one on one. He's a pecan. Welcome, uh, welcome to the Nashville Hotel. There's a, there's Our special a, today is the pecan yeah. suban. There's a somewhat racially charged comment in, in the core of that statement. <laughs> oh man, we're live, Subban. folks. It's a hot mic. A pecan um, Sandy. Toucan Sandy. Pecan oh. Sandy. Oh, whatever. Oh, All right, whatever. Pecan well, well, suban uh-huh. and. Jake Voracek has been rumored as a one-for-one swap. Um, I know where you're getting this from. Do you? Yeah. So our, our boy Sam, I saw him Cartier? I saw him rumbling about it on Twitter. I think Sam was one of the ones that saw about it, but I, I don't. I try not to base my thoughts on a Sam Charlie because he's, he's, I mean, he's, I think he's I, a hot pile of garbage. Yeah, so, I mean, since when do we still listen to Sam? I mean, I follow him for hot takes and a good laugh Bring every once in a while. Smith. I, I, I follow Cartoonie from the Trolls. Voracek and the Kate the Smith tro- statue to Nashville for P.K. Subban. Yeah, Nashville will take the Kate Smith statue. All tiger now, there. Oh, boy. But that that's the one rumor I've seen so far. Uh, it could happen at the draft. Um, just what what are your guys' thoughts about the potential know, rumored Ooh, trade? Me. It really sounds like, you know, mid-May Flyers trade talk. Yeah, it sounds like someone got bored and went into post NHL and was miss. like, oh, let's see if this works in via GM mode. Should and then I say, like, first playoff miss. Whoa, it worked. Yeah. Just because, I mean, everyone, I feel like, before, like, this coaching news came out, I feel like everyone was getting kind of bored and was, like, obviously hungry for at least some, some sort of tidbit of new Flyers news. Sam Carcini sits on his living room sofa yeah. playing with his iPhone. Puts <laughs> the words trade block into a message. Tra- yeah. And the first letters that all come up are the trade. He yeah. tweets, a.k.a. Voracek for Subban. You can't make it up. He's just got a dartboard of players' names. Yes. Like from Is it like the, Flyers, the Flyers and then every team from the NHL. Like He just mm-hmm. blindly throws a dart, so he's like, all right, like he hits Konechny for like, um, like Josh Anderson from Columbus, and then he's just like Oracle. I mean, hey, the guy's got the guy's got a job, and I don't, so I'm not gonna really. Do you think that's I'm not gonna, right I'm not gonna bash on him. I'm just saying some of the stuff that he writes is a little bit out there, I think, and it's good to obviously get people to look at what you're doing and what you're writing and stuff like that. But it's like, I mean, honestly, if. It's tough though because I mean I would love Subban on the Flyers, but I feel feel like Voracek might. I don't know. Voracek's a popular guy. In the I room. don't not. I don't. I don't hate it. I mean I I I mean honestly I would love. I I think Subban me for me personally is one of my favorite players, but a guy like Voracek, I mean. Top three defenseman in the league. So yeah. Top three defenseman in the 
Over here is Flyers, Flyers Facebook page. That lovely group. Um, but, yeah, just going forward now, uh, we'll touch on the rest of the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, we've had some movement recently. Um, we had a cup, we had a doozy of a game seven last night that went into the late to the morning hours. Um, and we also had an elimination, obviously, two eliminations in the East. The Boston Bruins went ahead and beat the Columbus Blue Jackets in six games. Uh, Brad Marchand got back to being Brad Marchand. Uh, and then you had the Carolina Hurricanes, them bunch of front-running jerks sweeping the New York Islanders. Uh, and then last night, you had Game 7, double overtime, former Flyers prospect Pat Maroon, who told he was too fat to ever play the NHL and the Flyers traded away for nothing, scores the double OT winner for the St. Louis Blues over the Dallas Stars for the Blues to advance to the Western Conference Final. Now, tonight, we have another Game 7, which is happening, I believe, right now on NBCSN, is you have Colorado and San Jose. So, boys, I know I just threw a lie at you, but let's first get our thoughts on the Columbus. Uh, briefly, because, you know, we can't spend forever on this, because I know us three, we could. Uh, but Columbus and Boston. What are your guys' thoughts? I hate it. I hate Boston. Uh, I hate Marsha. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not the, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the city of Boston when it comes to their, their sports success. Um, I will admit I'm a little bit jealous that they get pretty much a parade for one of the big four sports, probably almost every year. Like, bi-annually? Yeah, bi-annually. You guys, you guys have to live with my grandmother, who um, grew up in the Boston area and is, like, all too damn about Boston now. Right? One thing, I, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but she I mean, up in Boston. One thing I will say... Summers. One thing I will say is that, at least in the game the other night, um, I mean, the, the the Blue Jackets had their chances. I think they were 0 for 4 in the power play. So, I mean, you gotta you got to take advantage of those chances, obviously. And then it just, like, they kind of, I guess, just kind of fell apart. It was, what, 3 nothing at one point? Yeah. And that, that ended up being the final, I think. I think yeah, in, uh, in game six. Yeah, and then that was it. But it was just like, I mean, I guess the Blue Jackets just kind of ran out of steam. But, I mean, they had a hell of a season, like, they made it further than they ever have as a franchise, and now they're definitely going to be hungry for more. Uh, on the other side, Boston is back to the conference finals since the first time I think they went on to win the cup in no, uh, no, I think 2013 was the last time they were in the Eastern Conference Final. Because they went to the Stanley Cup final against the Chicago Blackhawks. Yep. When Yager yeah, yeah, was yeah. on the Bulls. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. So they're they're back in familiar territory. Um, I mean, again, that's they're older though. I mean, Chara. Char is a prime example. Where he's not he's, had a good playoff. Yeah, at all. he's had a rough playoff where it's like, um, I know there's. I have to. Yeah, I have to refer to Spin Chickles on this because they made a good point where it's like there's guys in the league where like if, as defensemen if they get burned then like it obviously looks bad but it doesn't look as bad as like uh, a seven foot tall guy like trying to turn around and pivot and he just gets blown by like the road runner. You, you like, hear uh, yeah. So I mean uh, I mean oh, if Jara trying to turn. But like again, the, like the Bruins have still found ways to win. And I'm not saying Char is a hindrance to the team. The guy's a monster. He's one of the best defensemen probably to ever play. Obviously definitely Hall of Famer. Yeah, obviously the tallest to ever play. But um yeah, I mean Boston and uh what? Carolina in the Eastern Conference. Yep. I think tomorrow if, night. I think if Carolina somehow wins the cup, then they might actually kill Don Cherry. <laughs> because like 
I don't understand, like, this guy just... I understand he's old school, but, like, he legit, like, hates them, like, boils his blood, like, so he might... We might see the end of Don Cherry. If he's making they, a lot of money off... He's win. making a lot of money for the Hurricanes. Yeah, I know, but I'm I mean... I'm tempted to buy one of their new shirts. It's the Bunch of Jerks t-shirt with an asterisk that says yeah, front yeah, running yeah. on it. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm happy to buy I mean, one. I don't know about you boys, but, like, like I got the games. Like, that's, like... It's just a feel-good story, yeah. and I kind of just like the... The, uh... I mean... No, was it? Honestly, at this at this word. at this point, I'm just I just would rather not see Boston. Another, yeah, I'd rather not see Boston win. I mean, that's a good. I don't really have anything against them. It's just like you've had your success. Like let's let's take it easy here. Share the wealth. Yeah. You know what I have? I also would kind of be like, uh, like, just like oh god, like if St. Louis was to somehow win too, because that would be like Baruby and Shen winning a cup, and it was like. Where was this when you were our coach, and where was this before you got traded? Well, to touch on that, maybe I mean, Craig, Craig, Craig Ruby's first year when he took over for Laddie, he had a really good year. And then in the second year, he didn't really have much to work with, and shit didn't work out. Yeah, and uh, I'll agree that I wanted him fired. My next point but is this. Don't hate on Braden Shen. I'm not. Even though he got us Morgan Frost, do not hate on Braden Shen. I'm tired of seeing former Flyers the go to all the teams and then have success with the them. The greatest value we receive from Shen is Morgan Frost. True. But, all right, which takes me back to this next point that I was going to say. I think at this point, uh, the uh, the term Team of Destiny has been getting thrown around a lot this playoffs. And however many there actually were, I think we're down to the two true ones now. Because St. Louis and Carolina? Yeah, because obviously the whole St. Louis being in last place on, like, January 3rd, and they obviously came back. They almost won the Central Division. They're now in the conference finals against either Colorado or San Jose, like, that's insane. Like, it's crazy. I'm happy for them as, like, a city, I guess. Like, great. Good job. <laughs> anyway. Never won a cup. Gold star to the Blues. They've never won a cup. That's true. But, and, like, I guess to touch on the game last night, I couldn't stay up for the second overtime because I had to go to work and I didn't want to get, like, three hours of sleep. So. Rookie move. No. Come on, dude. <laughs> No, I, I have I to it. operate. I, I have to operate machinery. All right. I don't need to drive. I don't need to drive a lawnmower. Yeah. Into a, into the oncoming traffic because I fall asleep. Anyway, but I mean, I gotta say the best thing the best thing about the game last night was that Ben Bishop played out of his mind. I think he made like at least like fifty saves. He had like fifty five. Yeah. So I mean, that was probably one of the best. hometown. That was probably one of the best performances I've ever seen from a goalie in, a, in any like game that I've watched. Just because like he literally was just doing he literally was giving it his all for like just to keep his team in there because Dallas was getting horrendously outshot. So, but yeah, and then um, tonight I am hoping for the Sharks to win. Boo! They are boo! The, <laughs> boo! They're the only team that's left in my bracket, I think. So boo! I Go ads! Take us to the promised land. Sharks team. I don't. Again, I don't have any dogs in this fight anymore. But I just don't want to see Boston. I don't know. I think I would like, rather not see Boston just because, like, like, I don't know. I so, kind of like the Canes. Like, I, I kind of like the whole um, the tenacity between like them and Don Cherry. And I'm gonna pull like, a real like, just. I hope everyone has fun. Yeah. I I just hope there's good hockey to watch for the next. Which there has so, been. Which there has been. I'm not saying it hasn't been good up until now. It has, it's been unreal. But I just wanted to keep going, and it's like as a as a fan that doesn't have to like stress over these games. It's kind of it's nice. nice. It's nice to just kick back and relax and be like. 
that was a nice play, that was a nice goal, like, oh, my God, overtime, like, let's do it. And then it's just, like, you just go to bed at the end of the night and you don't have to, like, A, cry yourself to sleep because your team lost or, like, you can't fall asleep because you're so hyped right. from the win. So it's a nice balance. But, I mean, obviously I'd rather have the Flyers in this so I can experience those emotions. But, yeah, the Flyers I are agree just... with you, Stavi. Joe right. Thornton does deserve a Stanley Cup. Joe Thornton does deserve a Stanley Cup. He does. But, firstly... I mean, I won't be mad if the Avs lose. I just really love Nathan McKinnon. Denver. He doesn't have an entire career in front of him. To I, know, to I, know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, Jacob. But the Colorado Avalanche teams that potentially deserve it more. I'm just gonna throw it out there. That's, it's true. That's true. Very well. Um, you can at me, Jason. I'm ready for you. How? Uh, personally, I had um, I have a Blues Boston Stanley Cup final now. I like Sharks Canes. Um, I think Canes can pull the upset all the way to the final. We shall see. Uh, you know, teams they're they're not getting a lot of rest. Like they're not getting as much as the as the. Uh, or should I say, you know, I like that. I like that as a final, and I like that story. And like, I, I mean, like, it's I possible. Want to see that happen. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, in their history of making the postseason, made the Stanley Cup final, lost four years later, went back to the playoffs, won the cup, then four years later, which is. Went to the, the four years after that, went to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost. And now here they are 10 years later, and they're in the Eastern Conference Finals again. So they've never they've never lost before the conference final round in their franchise history in the playoffs, which is impressive. impressive. But also at some point, like, be more consistent. I think they might finally have the team that can be more consistent, and they have the, yeah, coaching, uh... they have the coaching staff that can do it. Yeah, let's not go another 10 years maybe without anything Carolina. Yeah. And it good, it good for, because there are some passionate hockey fans down in Carolina. Like it's a good hockey market, and they've they've already. If you compare this time last year, or this time right now to last year, uh, they I think they've doubled their season ticket deposits and sales for next season. So like good on the Hurricanes, yeah, like, like they deserve it. I like, um, I, want, I wish some successes. And former Flyer Rod the Bod Brendan Moore is the head coach. Hardest working man in hockey. And Justin Williams. Is their El Capitan, so you know it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to. I I personally despise the city of Boston. Handsome Mr. Game Go Jack. Birds. Um, despise the city of Boston. Um, I personally cannot stand Brad Marchand. Uh, him and his nose. He's a little piece of shit. But the Bru- <laughs> but the almost how you really feel. The Bruins. Ju- the Bruins just you know they 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 know how to win hockey. Uh, Brad Marchand to- is merciful. Brad Marchand, <laughs> he may be, as Jake just called him, the MRSA of hockey. He's but he's, Brad but Marchand he, is MRSA. You know, he's like a, uh, he's like an evolved version of MRSA when a MRSA like finally makes that leap to be completely antibiotic resistant. He's super MRSA. He's not like you know was it who did that joke? Who was like not just AIDS, super AIDS? Um, Man, that's that's dark funny. No, like it was a joke. It's from something. I was, I was going to go back to our winners for days and think about how Brad is I mean, you bri- okay, that's Brad Marchand. The dude is like a literal walking. But yeah, you know, the Bruins, they've got awesome. some players. They ought to walk the walk. They've got Tuka Raskinet, who's been playing unreal this playoffs. Oh. And I mean, Patrice Bergeron, who you might as well just call the perfect human being. Um, David Krejci's found the found them youth again. Uh, Jake DeBrus is showing you know, why he was the first round pick. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, although in some hot water after last game, has a one game sussy. Um, He's been really good as defense, but, you know, it's going to be interesting. What I want to say happened for this series is Carolina in six, but I 
Carolina I could, I could see, I could see the Bruins winning. If the Carolina's going to win, I think they're going to have to take it at least six or seven games. Yeah, it's not going to be a, a sweep or five games. It's going to be a full. Uh, be now, a now full going, series. now going out west. Try predictions. I can't really make a prediction until I see the outcome of who goes against St. Louis. If the Sharks play uh, St. Right, well, Louis, yeah, I'm going to go with Sharks and five or six games. So I don't yeah. think it's going to be a full. Let's do, uh, let's do a. a a flash prediction. So hypothetical. If it's, if it's so, all right. So if it's Sharks Blues, who you got? Sharks Blues. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Blues. I'm going Sharks in seven. I'm going. I'm going with. I'm going with Blues in seven. All I right. think the Blues have gotten better goaltending from Jordan Bennington. Uh, I think their defense has been overall better, and I think they've gotten more scoring depth than the Sharks have. All right. With the Colts, if it's Sharks, if it's Sharks Avs. Or not Sharks Avs, sorry. Blues Avs. Do I get the answer to the first one? Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Is that cool with you? You're on the clock, cool man. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm saying if it's Sharks Blues, I got Sharks in six. I don't think it's going to take that long. Oh, yeah. They need time, but I think the Sharks can do it in six. All right. If it's Sharks Avs, uh-huh. Sharks in five. No, and then if there's Sharks. Sharks. Not Sharks We're, we're confusing ourselves. But, but, um, can... Avs Blues? Avs Blues. If it's Avs Blues... I'm going to go with abs, like literally, not abs, uh, blues in five games. All right. Straight up. Damn. I'm going to go with blues in five games. I think, I mean, Colorado has like, you know, Nathan McKinnon, he's exceptionally talented. And they have a relatively young team, but I think they're going to get burned out. I don't think they have enough experience to take it all the way to the final. I know that sounds extremely judgmental, and I might not have anything to base that off of, but I just, I don't know. I just don't know if they... I, I, to prove me wrong, you know, prove me, prove me wrong, man, you know, yeah. but like I, I'm gonna have to probably go with the Blues as a stronger team. It's like like strength in the playoffs with, I guess Boston being the strongest on paper as of right now. Then it goes Boston, the Sharks, Canes. Then I would put the Avalanche, probably. probably. I don't know, but. We'll see. You guys have <laughs> Is that all we got? You guys have zero agreements on that statement. No, I mean, I'm just letting you talk. I mean, I'm, I'm trying, trying to, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I, I just think I'm kind of waiting, waiting for the uh, the watch forward from Dave. We need, I, we I need to see how this, this game's happening on board right now. I, I, would, I would put the Avs above the Blues. The Avs, I think, um, they, they might lack experience in some areas. But they've got Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Weinershog, and Miko Rantanen playing out of their minds. You can't ride your You can't ride, but line. but they're also getting depth scoring and great depth playing from guys like JT Comfer, Carl Soderberg, uh, Yost. Tyson Berry's playing out of his line on defense. So is Kel McCarr. Um, and they have Philip Rubauer in net, who even though he was a backup last year, he saw what it takes to win his Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals. And he's been an un- playing unreal in net this year for the Avs. Uh, if it's Avs Blues, I would still I I would go with Blues in seven. I would give the Avs a fighting chance, but I think it would be Blues in seven just because I think the Blues have more scoring depth. Like I said, but five. the Avs the Avs have proved me wrong. I picked against so far. I picked the, I picked the Avs losing five games in round one against the Calgary Flames, and the Avs beat the Flames in five. So who am I? Um, yeah, I mean maybe I should be more generous. Maybe like oh my god, maybe that was a long Maybe Blues in six. If it's Blues Avs. I don't know. I'm gonna um, 
withdraw any of my predictions because everything I've said at this playoff has been wrong. I have no so, clue. So I went one for eight in the first down. round, so I'm just still riding the high. I think, that, I, I think I went of that I one I victory that I predicted correctly. So what, what do you guys think is gonna happen? Like, what do you think? Like, I think. I mean, I don't, I don't know how the game's going tonight, but if like the Sharks were gonna win tonight, San Jose is up two nothing right now. With eight minutes left to go in the first period. I just got a notification from NHL. Uh, Joe Pavelski, back from injury, scored the opening goal tonight. So oh. Shark Tank's probably rocking. And the Sharks, they could they could go to deep run because they're gonna they're gonna you know team up and gear around their captain, Little Joe, and they could go far. You know, the Sharks deserve a cup. I'm not I'm not gonna not gonna be wrong. Jumbo Joe, Joe Pavelski, Mark Edward Vlasic. So close over the years, they just need to finish. Like they've gotten to that point, you know. They, they, like, I mean, how many times have the Sharks made it to the conference final? I mean, like with their presence in the final itself, like within the last three or four years. I mean, I think they just need to bridge the gap from having that like depth and success throughout the playoffs to like like winning the Stanley Cup. So I mean, we'll see. I mean, it be. I mean, I'm rooting for them. I guess in a way, I don't know. It'd be nice. I'm gonna allow myself to not make any more predictions. Because... You look like you're painfully withdrawing from this conversation. I. Everything, I get everything your wrong, hand, man. Your hands are tied. It's you taking a toll you on me. You have literally no stake. Like, the snap, all right, snap decision right now, I'll say Carolina-San Jose in the final. Ooh, that's a spicy meatball. I, that's literally what I'm thinking. And I think it's going to, like, I think we... That'd be I fun. Think, I think it goes seven, and I wouldn't mind seeing either one of those teams win a cup. So. Valid point. Yeah. That's my snap. Uh, my snap decision. Snap decision. And it could all be over. It could all be wrong at this point sure, in the sure next like means. half in the next hour if the Sharks lose. So, I mean, yeah, like results permitting, the Sharks if they win tonight. Yeah. That's how I first see this Stanley like, Cup final and going forward. I can see like maybe a potential of Sharks, Hurricanes. And then Don Cherry will die. That would be pretty cool. The Don Cherry. Don Cherry will die. Don Cherry, yeah, will, Don Cherry will just too. like. Collapse into himself in like a dying star. He'll kill raisin. True. Get it? Get it? Because he's grapes. Kill kill raisin. I feel like. Oh man! When when I start bringing out jokes like that, you know, like it's getting the, towards the I end of the night here. The final of the league is definitely rooting against too because it's like two non-traditional hockey markets like San Jose and Carolina in the in the final. I wouldn't really say that they're non-traditional at this point though. It wouldn't be great for TV. The league, the league using it at NBC, it's it wouldn't, like, it wouldn't yeah. be great for marketing and I mean, for like TV a, results. Marketing like Boston, the NHL's Carolina. marketing went out the window when their number one seed of all time got swept. Yeah. So the NHL knows they messed fair. up when they had to issue I mean, a review of the bracket challenge. I mean, it's not their fault. Like it's true. They can't predict what's going to happen. I mean, you can predict what's going to happen, but like. It's not always going to go your way, i.e. my bracket that was just destroyed. So. That, is, that is, like, very distraught over the fact that his bracket was obliterated within, like, the first four games. Of the yeah. Playoffs. <laughs> I lost sleep over that bracket. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're having, like, borderline Vietnam flashbacks. Pretty much, yeah. I tossed toss and turn at night, and I was like, oh, my God. My, my bracket from my the bracket. 2019 Cup playoffs doing me some horrors. Pretty much, yeah. But, um... Boys, talk about the Sunday scaries. I got the bracket scaries. Poor guy's going to hit the bottle like a Mack truck when he goes home. (laughs) (laughs) I got the bracket scaries. Oh, boy. But, guys, anything else you want to add before we wrap this one up up tonight? Cautious optimism. Watch those variables. Watch those variables. Head on the swivel. 
head on the swivel. Head on a swivel, boys. Um, one for Coach Angelo. But yeah, that, I think that's going to be it for this week of Five Minute Major Radio. Uh, there could be potentially a big announcement coming to you guys in the near future. Uh, some some bigs are brewing with the pod. Um, we'll talk about the Bruins. Get it? Ah, uh, brooch. I can make terrible jokes too. Hey, hey we're we're all capable of that idea, but something big is I'm could be potentially happening with this podcast. Um, I'd say all three of us are pretty stoked about it. Um, and we're seeing where to go. It could be a nice big opportunity. So everyone keep your eyes out for that. Um, I think you all be a fan of what potentially could happen. And um, unless Matt and Jake got anything else to do, I think that's going to be it for this week's pod, boys. We good? Short and sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week with the new pod. Um, I'll probably, again, we're, we're trying, you know, trying to get this settled where it's the same time, same day every week because, you know, we're trying to be, you know, more legit. Uh, but we're also waiting on for our beer league team schedule to come out, so that's going to affect in the podcast episodes. But stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay the tuned. Schedule gets released this weekend. Yes. Yes. Want to see you yeah. guys at the rink? But um, support you boys. As of right now, tentatively, we'll be back next Wednesday, eight eight thirty nine o'clock. That window. We'll let you know. Stay tuned to the to the Twitter the Twitterverse and the Facebook page. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, guys. Thank you for the comments. Stavi, you're a one man machine tonight. I will see you guys next week. No man rocket.